these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Yes, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. One candidate who wants to burn this party down and another candidate who wants to buy this party out. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm going to practice that. Let me finish. Let me finish. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. A dimly lit room. Seizing your president of Mexico, which is an issue now, according to the nice Mexican lady who is yelling at her candidates. What? Oh, that's hilarious. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The human punching bag, Mike Bloomberg. Could have been any of the, the Dems at the debate. Woo! Got ugly. Finally. Um, finally. Finally it got ugly. Yes! Yeah, I was just reading what an article. I've been tuning in for over and over again. I was just reading an article about it. I think that was the 10th debate. Somewhere around 25 hours of debates. Mm-hmm. And the question being asked, <clears throat> like I'm, I'm not a Democrat, so it ain't my party. But if I'm a Democrat, I got to ask, what what are we doing? I mean, how do, we've spent 25 hours. Where have we gotten in that 25 hours? <laughs> what did we get out of the first 18 hours? I mean, what are we getting for any of this? Jack calling for a moment of self-reflection. Well, if I was a Democrat, I would, and I think Republicans ought to take a look at it too. Figure you got to figure out a, a format for your party that does a good job of choosing the best candidate. What? And it would oh, and no. it would seem that this particular format is not the best way to go about it. Well, it will evolve, I think. There's a decent chance they get to the convention. Got to do the multiple ballot thing, which would be exciting. Some uh, Bernie's trying to twist the rules. We'll tell you about that. But uh, you know, it hasn't happened for seventy years, but. Headline, yeah, let's have it out. Headline might be Joe was right that Bloomberg peaked roughly 5.59 West Coast time last night, <laughs> a minute before the debate started. He bought himself a week near the upper middle of the polls. Took a hell of a, a lot of incoming, and we'll play clips of that coming up. But uh, I saw one um, opinion piece saying, sh- did he get in too early? I mean, should he have waited a little longer? And then you can show up as kind of the empty vessel while everybody assumes you'll be grand and fantastic on stage. Could have skipped this debate. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Spend all this money. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you finish pretty high on Super Tuesday, having never debated or done an interview. Because everybody yeah. just assumes that you're going to be great when you're out there. Yeah, well, his you know, peeps are trying to spin it. That, well, no, no, this debate was perfect. He's not even on the ballot. He just got the kinks out. There's literally, this guy said literally twice on CNN, there's literally no downside. This performance last night. Well, that's odd. I thought, wow, you're willing to say anything. It's an odd thing to say. He literally sucked. Well, I was going to the the lefty opinion pieces echo room after the debate last night, and and people seem to think their their hope Bloomberg got killed, and that Bernie is a socialist and can't win, and he's the most likely person to win at this point. Uh That seems to be the consensus of people on the left who follow this sort of thing. I don't pretend to know what the left half of the United States wants out of a candidate. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's not where my DNA is. 
but they seem to be worried. Here's here's something I'd never come across before. So they asked the Democrats, "Do you have reservations, or you're, or or are you very uncomfortable with any of these candidate descriptions?" Oh yeah, I saw this poll. And yeah. finishing in the top three, all Bernie, who is the most likely person by far to get to the nomination at this point. Over the age of 75, a little over half of people are bothered by that. Had a heart attack in the last year, about 60% are, by, are bothered by that. And a socialist, two-thirds are bothered by that. Of Democrats. Oh, boy. Not of the whole country, just of Democrats. Oh. Two-thirds have a problem with the label socialist. Wow. So the top three knocks, Bernie checks all those boxes. Yeah. Wow. He made wow. It. He's, he's good at advocating for socialism last night, and the crowd clapped. And when, when somebody brought up capitalism, there was like... Three people clapped. Yeah, no, that was so, disturbing. That's what it is. I'll tell you what. I, I uh, like you, don't tend to lean toward the Democrat side of things, but a, a brokered convention and an actual disputed convention, which some people act like would be some sort of horror, but it's what all of them were for a very long time. Um, it would be so exciting. I mean, it'd be like watching the pig races at the state fair. You can't help but, you know... Be excited to see which pig comes out on top. I'm not disparaging the folks. I'm just saying it would be a contest. It would be an epic struggle. It would be diplomacy and horse trading and, and frantic shouting and, and chanting and singing and that sort of thing. just sounds exciting to me. Although the best line of the night did come from Bloomberg. And we'll play all these later. But when he, did, when he turned to Bernie and said, what a great country where the socialist on the stage is a millionaire with three houses. Yeah. That's a good line. What am I missing here? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good line. That was about the only moment for him where he could be, you know, happy in his little size seven shoes. What is that? Wow. What was wow. that? Working childish now. What, what was that shot at his shoe size? That was weak. What has that got to do with it? I thought we were better than that. Father of the Constitution probably had a size, a child's size shoe, right? Yeah. Five, four. Yeah, little Jimmy Madison, tiny yeah. little fella. Yeah. You put him in an uh, overhead bin and fly him for free if you're going somewhere. <laughs> but he was a genius is the point. Oh, and Elizabeth Warren uh, back with all her the, the venom and power and going after Bloomberg. Yes. yes. Ah, I'm going to tear into you with my teeth. Ah! <laughs> Auditioning for the Veep role, no doubt. Often the Veep on the campaign trails, the, the pit bull, the attack dog. Anyway, we gotta we got to get going so we can play clips of this and stuff. Coming oh. up. Let's, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. I'm telling you, if you haven't heard it, I think the, the the several minute going after Bloomberg on his non-disclosure agreements and the women and stuff like that that was that was pretty good uh, uh, drama. Well, his what comeback the was pretty good. Uh, I, um, what if? I, uh, well, the the question came out of left field. There was no way he could have possibly known no, that was no. coming. Good who, point. Who could predict? Defense. Somebody would have brought that up on stage. Anyway, right. there's Michelangelo, our board operator. How are you this morning, Michael? Well, you kind of stole my thunder. I was thinking Elizabeth Warren was like the sweet grandmother that suddenly pulled out the scissors and just ran around stabbing everybody with the scissors. <laughs> yeah, you know, grandma got into the vodka. She got angry and she just grandma. Why are you stabbing us all? Ah, Thanksgiving dinner. Stop it, grandma. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah, she was mad. <laughs> America's angriest grandma. No, but I mean, she started right off. I mean, like right, you know, five minutes into the debate, wham, just went after. I was like, wow, this is gonna be really good. That's when I knew it was gonna be a good debate. Yeah, yeah it she, did start strong. She almost came off like she was coked up or something, and <laughs> full of rage. She's coked up on irrelevancy. I mean, near irrelevancy before last night. She raised the most money she's raised in her entire campaign, like an hour after it started. Um, so the, it got people fired up, but 
I was hoping somebody would go to Biden and say, why don't you smell some hair or something like that. They didn't. Nobody said anything like that. Yeah, there's no point. Again, we're going to play these clips, but Elizabeth Warren went after Bloomberg hard on his um, being accused of sexually harassing women. And in theory, there's 60-some non-disclosure agreements out there. Um, In defense of Bloomberg not answering well, there's no good answer for that. As the Boy, Donnie Deutsch said, there's no good answer to that. you got to just, like, quickly turn it into something else. Right. The real question is, can we beat Donald Trump? And I'm the man to do it, and here's why. And you list off a bunch of other things. Well, that's, yeah, but that's part of the point. He had to come up with a deflection, if not a defense. And instead, he just stared at his little shoes. Now you got me doing it. <laughs> and, 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 and mumbled half-truths. What do you think of this? I've heard a couple of people say... He hasn't had anybody challenge him on anything in years. That was supreme. I've run business meetings where people are, their jobs are dependent on me finishing this meeting and them not saying anything energy I on wonder, the stage last night. I, I wonder I wonder if that's the case. The first debate for every sitting president in my adult life, they've done terrible. And everybody always says that's the reason. That's because they've spent the four years with everybody saying, yes, sir, good idea, sir. I hadn't thought of it that way, sir. And, and the other thing is they're too busy to really, really prep. But At least the, that's the claim. Well, Bloomberg had time to prep. Uh, was it, it He's was, running his giant, giant uh, Chinese butt-kissing empire. <laughs> no, it just occurred to me last night that Mayor Pete could have been anybody's grandchild on that stage. Oh, yeah. Here's the, be- the best He's stat so of the night was, if Bill Clinton last night had walked onto the stage, he would have been the second youngest man on the stage. What? Yes. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> Bill Clinton could have shown up at the debate last night and he'd have been the second youngest man on the stage <laughs> at age 73. I'm still a comeback kid. He'd have been significantly younger than the two people at the top of the polls, Bloomberg and uh, Sanders. Listen. Isn't that amazing? If you can do he was the president jo- in 92. Uh, I know it. Uh, listen, if you can do the job, you have my respect. It's fine. Uh, some older folks are extremely sharp, but that's just astonishing. That is that is that's a hell of a stat. crazy. Yeah. They had three guys up there, 77 or older. Yeah, good. Um, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing well. There are many things that I was uh, so thrilled to be done with when I, I finished the high school era of my life, right? The, you know, your, your generalized, I guess the schooling era, because there was some college that I kind of attended. Uh, homework, <laughs> Had your shot. Homework, you know, never going to have to deal with homework again. Right. You know, uh, Until you have kids, and then it's exactly the same thing. That's true. That's what I've found. Uh, the lunchroom social dynamics, right? Those things. Uh, one thing that I thought I was going to be done with by the time I hit 20 w- was pimples. And I am shocked at how, like, I got one this morning on my forearm. Every now and then, I'll just get, like, a random... Don't don't talk about skin infections. You got Jack vomiting yesterday. Now, this, can we just... TMI. TMI. Let's grow up. TMI. Does it ever stop? We're eliminating the introducing everyone on the squad segment. It's over. It was fun (laughs) while it lasted. It's over. You know what my favorite thing was of getting out of college? And during the time, I remember thinking, I can't wait. And I was right. Is I get to read whatever I want. All through high school and college, somebody's always giving you something to read, and it takes yep. up all your reading time. Yep. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it get to be Thursday, February 20th, the year 2020? We are Armstrong and Getty 2-2020. Well, That's a eerie 2-2020 today. It We're is. Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Bring out the brickbats at Mark. Mayor Bloomberg, that he was the first time up on the stage, on the debate stage with this group. How would he respond? 
they tore the skin off him. Um, I thought it was a very bad night for him. He's probably doubling the salaries of his staff who want to go into the spin room because I wouldn't want to go in there and defend him after the night that he had. Listen, uh, this was a disaster. Uh, for Bloomberg. Bloomberg's best moments were probably when he was quiet. I, he, he did. <laughs> they tore the skin off of him. That's, right? a, that, that's a brutal process right there. TMI again. Gross. Yeah. I don't know if we need to go all can Taliban we, on people. Yeah, or... we, uh, yeah, let's elevate the discussion a little bit here. <laughs> um, how does mailbag look today? Oh, it's very nice. People, uh, surprising number of folks watched the debate. Boy, my text, uh, my phone was buzzing like crazy. The Twitter feed, I was following all sorts of people's reactions. It was crazy. And, and the good folks have commented, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Yeah, we'll get into some of the highlights coming up. And it's not the usual uh, long, drawn-out health care policies, this, that. It's just, it's very easy to understand, well, hatred of each other. Some of those people hate each other. I guarantee you, Amy Klobuchar hates Mayor Pete. Yes, she does. She hates him deeply with that hot, white Minnesota hate. And if she didn't before, she sure does now. <laughs> exactly. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. Ooh, stealing a line from the Lincoln-Douglas debates about horse-faced billionaires or something. <laughs> lesbians. lesbians. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I like the political headline, Loathing in Las Vegas. Amy and Pete's resentment boils over. <laughs> we'll have to play that exchange. Are you calling me stupid, she says? Yeah, boy, I can't wait to play more of these clips. No, you want to do one now? If you like... You got to get the mailbag, but... If you like, um... If you like drama and that sort of stuff, personal interactions, I'm not sure it was good for the country or politics or anything like that, but if you like... Well, since we referenced it several times, we could play the uh, the, the Amy Pete stupid thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, what number is that? 21. For the folks, there you go. 21. Oh, it's worth waiting for, folks, I'm telling you. I wouldn't liken this to trivia. I actually didn't know how many members were in the, the Knesset. So well, you got there you me there. Go. But you're staking your candidacy on your Washington experience. You're on the committee that oversees border security. You're on the committee that does trade. You're literally in uh, part of the committee that's overseeing these things. And we're not able to speak to literally the first thing about the politics of the country you, to ourselves. Are you trying to say that I'm dumb or are you mocking me? I made an error. People sometimes forget names. She was <laughs> mad about that. Oh, that that there was so much to hate in that exchange. That was uh, she. Maybe we'll do mailbag next. That time. was her asked to who the president of Mexico is over the weekend in a gotcha trivia style thing that they do for presidential candidates every yeah. year, yeah. and she couldn't come up with the name of Mexico off the top of her head, and so she, she got killed by Pete on the stage last night. Well, theoretically, she knew nothing about the politics of Mexico or his policies or anything like that humiliated by pete she responded in a personal fashion then uh, uh, liz warren jumped in defended her 
and said, look, you got to know a lot of things, blah, blah, blah. But then Pete says she didn't know anything. And it's just, it was it was a humiliating moment for Amy. It made Pete look mean. Women were probably angry at the little fellow. Oh, you think so? I, I, I'm guessing so. Uh-huh. He humiliated her. He was standing right next to her, and he humiliated her. And why her, as a lot of people asked? Why were various people training their fire on other people way down the list as opposed to, um, I'm over here, I have 35% at the national polls five times anybody else on this stage. Right. Anybody want to take me down? No, you just don't want me to. lie to communists. Somebody take a <laughs> shot at me. I had a heart attack and I'm a communist. Don't I'm you old. want to beat her I'm up old. Old. knowing the president of Mexico? Don't forget I'm old. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Number one, everybody's just trying to clear their lane. Mm. You know, Pete just wants Amy out of the way. He gets her support. All of a sudden, he's up there with this, well, at least the second tier. Second thing, the longer you can hang in, the more power you're going to have at the convention. If it's brokered, Pete ends up secretary of, I don't know, something or other. Now, one thing you don't know is at what point they pivot in their minds from even trying to become president to just advancing their lives. Right. For a cable news show, a book, a life of punditry, or, you know, some sort of position in in the next government. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you don't know when they make that decision in their head. No, no. And listen, Super Tuesday is just super in so many ways. Are you calling me stupid? She was mad then. She was mad. She was barely holding on to it, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But if they can have a big Super Tuesday, that's an enormous leap ahead. So, yeah, they're they're cracking whatever heads they figure they have to crack. They've had head-cracking meetings for weeks now. They knew knew who to target. Pete, a little unshaven, too, trying to have a little more gravitas. Not look like a 12-year-old. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We certainly don't want to let last night's debate push all news out of the way. For instance, this headline, Mark Zuckerberg reportedly gets his armpits blow-dried before speeches. That's an actual headline in the New York Post. There seems to you be gonna, some, You gotta give me a minute to come to terms with that. There seems to be some evidence to back that up. You gotta I don't know, it's a it's not a laugh break exactly. It's a wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute <laughs> break. Me and the audience, we're all trying to all right. So there was a debate last night. I'll be interested to see what the ratings were since uh, billionaire Michael Bloomberg was on the stage the first time, and we're starting to get down to uh, NC in time. I want to uh, I want to explain that um, <clears throat> that acronym. Well, if uh, Joni Ernst can say it, you can say it. It's farming term, not cutting time. Exactly. But here's a little montage of how it went last night. Mr. Bloomberg had policies in New York City of stop and frisk, which went after African-American and Latino people in an outrageous way. That is not a way you're going to grow voter turnout. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. (laughs) Democrats are not going to win if we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, of harassing 
harassing women and of supporting racist policies like redlining and stop and frisk. Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. I actually welcomed Mayor Bloomberg to the stage. I thought that he shouldn't be hiding behind his TV ads. The mayor says that he has a great record, that he's done these wonderful things. Well, the fact of the the matter is he has not managed his city very, very well when he was there. He didn't get a whole lot done. He had stop and frisk, throwing close to five million young black men up against the wall. We could wake up two weeks from today, the day after Super Tuesday, and the only candidates left standing will be Bernie Sanders and Mike Bloomberg, the two most polarizing figures on this stage. Let's put forward somebody who's actually a Democrat. Look. to choose between one candidate who wants to burn this party down and another candidate who wants to buy this party out. There you go. Turning their fire on Michael Bloomberg instead of Bernie Sanders, who is clearly far and away the front runner in this thing. And it will be even more true after Saturday night. Yes. Yes. Whatevs. Yes. This one, this one is heading for a wacky convention. You think? It's almost got to be. Did you see the part of the debate where they said, uh, who here believes the nominee should be whoever's got the most delegates heading into the convention, or do you think you need to reach the magic number of 1991? Only Bernie believed it should be just whoever's got the most delegates. Just a plurality. That uh, That is clear. Everybody agrees. Bernie's going to have the most delegates. Right. That's what that means. Well, the rules are already set is the thing, Bernie. you you got to have a majority. That's not uh, good. That's not fair. I heard his surrogates out there making the point. Whoever has the most wins. Well, if the public really turned on that, though, you'd have a problem. Sure you You can change the rules the day the convention starts if you want to. Yes, you can. But should you? Mm. Mailbag. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com anytime you want. Oops, that's right. Dang it. Two days in a row I forgot to ready my freedom-loving quote of the day. Uh, How about this? The UN's Universal Declaration of Human Rights. I mostly mock the UN for being a meaningless debating society, but they do say everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. This right includes freedom to hold opinions without interference and to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas through any media and regardless of frontiers. In theory. It's a lovely idea. Yeah, we're not going to enforce that. Oh, no, we're not going to enforce anything. See what's going on in Syria right now. That war that's been going on for six years, nine years, however long it's been going on, the most deadly portion of it has been in the last couple of weeks, and the world's not paying attention at all. Nope. Never again. Indiscriminate (laughs) bombing of schools, hospitals. The U.N. is powerless, and frankly, it lacks the will to do anything anyway. Right. And maybe you couldn't do anything. They might be right. The, The rest of the world might be right, but nobody's even talking about it. Yeah. Michael, would you introduce, please, the the traditional music for the beautiful, the gentle, the fascinating Japanese art of the haiku? Oh, wow. My soul is craving structure right now. Thank this you. is a step backwards. And, Sean, it is the very structure that sets the artist free. The five syllables, the seven, the five. This is a, a debate haiku from Tim. Why don't you make a painter paint with just two colors? Here, you got blue oh, and black. That would be it's a fascinating challenge. That is such a good idea. All right. Uh, Tim, perhaps our foremost Armstrong and Getty haikuist uh, with his debate haiku. Bloomberg gets beat down. Democrats duking it out. Debate winner, Trump. 
Mm, yeah. mm. A lot of analysts mm. say Bernie and Trump were the winners last night. Interesting. And that's a pretty good, pretty good analysis. Uh, speaking of the debate, Phoenix Steve writes, was it just me or did the Democratic debate remind you of Arnold Horshack on Welcome Back, Cotter? Oh, 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 waving his hand. Oh, oh, it was humiliating. Don't just stop that. Who was doing that? Everybody. Mm. Everybody. It was so embarrassing. Yeah, they got to get them like Jeopardy buzzers or something. Like, well, ring in. Yeah, this raising hand thing. Or look, we're just going to go down a line. Then we're going to go in the diverse, reverse direction. Then we're going to go like the, your, your, your uh, fantasy football mock draft or whatever. <laughs> a snake draft. But it, was, yeah. it was a constant, oh, yeah, uh, waving their hand at the moderator. Oh, me. Go with me. He mentioned me. It was terrible. I listened, Silly. I listened rather than watch, so I didn't know that, but that uh, that would be a good idea. Warren got the most speaking time, Bloomberg the least. He got beaten up and got the least speaking time of anybody wow. on the stage. Wow, that's a shame because he didn't get to show his incredible charisma. <laughs> <laughs> As I said once and I will say again, he should have spent $10 million of those dollars to buy some charisma. Uh, let's see, get a charisma transplant. Uh, Gail with a comment. Guys, Saturday Night Live could run this debate as the cold open. They're parodies of themselves. David Axelrod said the very same thing. Oh, did he? Barack Obama's campaign manager said, this debate looks like a Saturday Night Live cold open. You wouldn't have to change a word, he said. Huh. That's pretty good. I wonder what portion he was referring to. I don't know. There's plenty of love. Uh, Stephen writes, guys, I've been a listener for a little over a year after stumbling upon your show while driving a uh, truck. Not a clock. Nobody drives a clock. Driving a truck in Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you, Stephen. Welcome aboard. That's how we get all of our listeners stumbled upon it. Yep. Well, actually, that is true. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. We don't believe in advertising. We believe that's cheating. Oh, boy. Billboards, mm. ads, that's cheating. Any radio station gets listeners that way, you've cheated. Right. <laughs> like the Houston Astros, pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Boo. <laughs> Word of mouth and happenstance. That's our marketing plan. <laughs> The dial was on it when I got in the car. Who was that for, by the way? You just you, you soured my attitude. <laughs> Moving along to Stephen's lovely note. Um, from uh, He actually lives in beautiful Pennsylvania. I'm watching the Democratic debate and just got done listening to Sanders go on and on about caring about the planet we leave for our children. While I agree wholeheartedly that we need to take seriously the impact of our actions on the planet God entrusted to us, what about the debt we're leaving for our children to leave uh, to deal with? These candidates actually cared about the future generations. They wouldn't start every single answer with, when I'm president, I'm going to blow unthinkable amounts of tax dollars on yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, Nice note, Stephen. Thank you. Absolutely correct. But the Republican Party in debates don't talk about it much either. Right. Uh, Mick Mulvaney, chief of staff for the White House, with a, a blistering piece yesterday on how the Republicans are hypocrites when it comes to the debt. And I was surprised he was said it out loud the way he did. Mick Mulvaney? Yeah, did? maybe we'll talk about that oh, later. But I missed that. Yeah. That's bold. Way to go, Mick. Let's see. Uh, this is uh, Pat. You guys are the best, except when you let Jack in the studio after he hurls in the lobby. That's just wrong. Oh, let's see. Uh, oh, she recommends. Is that Pat uh, Pat with the, uh, the, the, the two X's or XY? I don't actually know. Uh, but uh, Pat also recommends a PBS three-part miniseries, A More or Less Perfect Union, which offers uh, the differing views of the framers, the compromises, the arguments uh, that they struck, uh, showing how the Constitution has been tested, that sort of thing, um, and says it's actually quite good. I wonder if uh, Tim the Lawyers uh, has seen it. He is our go-to for whether something is done uh, reasonably and responsibly in terms of uh, historical perspective. But 
And then, second, how about the debate? Man, the knives finally came out. It was beautiful and terrible and horrifying all at once. Jack's prediction was finally right. I'm so glad I watched this one. Well, come on now. Stop clock over there. Jack's predicted every one of these debates would be the one. He was finally right. He gets no credit. No wow. credit. Wow. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about the, the, the scrutiny, and we'll play this portion of the debate, too, over the health records of, of Bernie? They had a stint off there brief, briefly where Bernie said that Mayor Bloomberg, you've got two stints, I've got two stints for even. Our arteries are roughly equal. A couple of old men arguing about their hearts. Yeah. I'm not bothered by it. I, I, I don't know why. Maybe I should be. I just, I'm not worried about it. I assume he's getting the best, best health care out there. and uh, It plants a seed of doubt in my mind. Really? Yeah. It's not serious. Would I don't, it change I don't your vote? Your, no. I wouldn't change my no. vote on that. No, if, absolutely. If, if that was my politics. Unless there were... I mean, I've got a stretch for my unless. Unless there were two roughly equal candidates in terms of ideology, policy, etc., I think, ah, probably ought to go with the younger, more vital guy. Well, well, yeah, I could see that as a tiebreaker. Or, sure. or if it was already out that one of them had a loathsome VP choice and he appeared to have one foot in the grave. But, again, that's that's a stretch. Positive, yeah. Sean, you had a thought? I was going to ask if their VP candidate would hold more weight in those scenarios. Well, and right, covered but that. generally, yeah, you don't have a VP choice until well after you're nominated. They have... Huh. They have one foot in the grave, period, just by their age. Yes. Um, yes. <clears throat> uh, Bloomberg would turn 89 a couple of weeks after he was sworn in. Significantly older than... 70. 79. 79. Yeah. Significantly older than Reagan was when he left office yes. after two terms. Yeah. yeah. So would Bernie. But likewise, Biden. Yeah. It's It's unrealistic to think that any of those gentlemen elected president could serve out an eight-year presidency bodily and mentally okay. It's just unrealistic. Right. I think Democrats would probably be fine with that. They'd think, all right, let's get the White House and then, you know, maybe a strong Veep candidate or whatever. We try to hang on to it. I guess. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, but anyway, back to the medical records. It doesn't bother me that he doesn't release them. It's odd. I wonder why he's hiding something. That doesn't bother you. He's clearly hiding something. What is it? Headlines. Headlines is Michael's theory. Scabies. Oh, boy. He's got the scabies. Oh, boy. Tapeworm. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> we'll play you another clip or two from the debate when we come back. Some of the fiery or stuff. Ten. It was a bloodbath. Fantastic. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Loathing in Las Vegas. That's a pretty good headline from Politico. Um, Mike Bloomberg, or uh, David Axelrod, uh, Obama's campaign manager, said, I can't believe I... <laughs> the, the bubble box over Bloomberg's head is, I can't believe I spent half a billion dollars to be here. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite headline, uh, which appears in the American Conservative, is... Michael Bloomberg, smirking id of America's elites. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, oh, the Morning Dispatch heard. headline was Bloomberg stopped, frisked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a little of how it went last night. 
Several former employees have claimed that your company was a hostile workplace for women. When you were confronted about it, you admitted making sexually suggestive remarks, saying, quote, that's the way I grew up. In a lawsuit in the 1990s, according to the Washington Post, one former female employee alleged that you said, quote, I would do you in a second. Should Democrats expect better from their nominee? I have no tolerance for the kind of behavior that the Me Too movement has exposed. And anybody that does anything wrong in our company, we investigate it, and if it's appropriate, they're gone that day. In my foundation, the person that runs it's a woman, 70% of the people there are women. In my company, lots and lots of women have big responsibilities. They get paid exactly the same as men. I hope you heard what his defense was. I've been nice to some women. <laughs> has to stand on his record. And what we need to know is exactly what's lurking out there. He has gotten some number of women, dozens, who knows, to sign non-disclosure agreements, both for sexual harassment and for gender discrimination in the workplace. So, Mr. Mayor, are you willing to release all of those women from those non-disclosure agreements so we can hear their side of the story? A very few non-disclosure agreements. Uh, how many? Let is me that? finish. How many is that? None of them accuse me of doing anything other than maybe they didn't like the joke I told. And let me just and let me point out, there's a be, agreements between two parties that wanted to keep it quiet, and that's up to them. They signed those agreements, so, and we'll live with it. So wait, when you say it is up, to, I just want to be clear. Some is how many? And and when you and when you say they signed them and they wanted them if they wish now to speak out and tell their side mm. of the story about what it is they allege that's now okay with you you're releasing them on television tonight Senator Senator, the company and somebody else, in this case, a man or a woman, or could be more than that, they decided when they made an agreement that they wanted to keep it quiet for everybody's no. interest. They signed the agreements, and that's what we're going to live I, with. I'm sorry. No, the question is, are I the women bound by being muzzled by you? And you could release them from that immediately. Because understand, this is not just a question of the mayor's character. This is also a question about electability. We are not going to beat Donald Trump with a man who has who knows how many non-disclosure agreements and the drip, drip, drip of stories of women saying they have been harassed okay. and discriminated against. That's not what we do as Democrats. Mr. Vice President, let's get something straight here. It's easy. All the mayor has to do is say, you are released from the non-disclosure agreement. Period. I said we're not going to get to end these agreements because they were made consensually and they have every right to expect that they will stay private. America's foremost fake Indian laying into the former mayor of New York there, but she does appear to be a real woman. And I tell you what, every candidate who has a chance uh, whispered to their, their people, hey, uh, shortlist for Veep, Elizabeth, she's a great prosecutor. I think she's full of crap, and I hate her politics, but she is a skillful prosecutor. Yeah, 
Yeah. That was the best she's looked in months. Yeah, and a, and a lot of her supporters... At least from my perspective. Or people who like her are wondering where was where was that Elizabeth Warren in all these recent debates. It's uh, Some people do better when they're at the bottom of the polls and they got nothing to lose than they do when they're toward the top yeah. for some reason. Yeah. And they're like kind of... Dread. When she was at the top of the polls, she was trying to be careful and not ruin it, I Protect guess. Protect your lead as opposed yeah. to just playing your strength. She, she walked on that stage with the idea, oh, okay, okay, I'm going to take this guy down. Yeah. I am taking him down tonight. Well, it was funny. I was watching the Twitter feed, and some of my favorite uh, lefty people from the world of music were uh, saying, go, Liz, you know, blah, 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 Liz Warren, and the flexing arm emoji. Uh, I think she's an excellent prosecutor. I think she did nothing to really distinguish herself as she would be a great president. Um, but as an attacker, I thought she was excellent. Fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. Mm, but enough about my, no. I oh my! Wow. I'm so glad Where, I didn't. What was the that. end of that oh, going to be? It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. I'd like to apologize for it, having not said it. <laughs> the premise was in the. Um, <laughs> Come on, it's right there. Well, the, it's the, teed up. The goal was to eliminate the, the hottest uh, commodity in the room at the time, uh, which I actually think is Bernie, but everybody's all excited about Bloomberg being on stage for the first time. And she, she, uh, I'll be interested to see what happens in the polls. He actually could be done. It could just have popped the bubble and just psh, could it, be. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. It has a lot to do with, the, well, I, we'll have to see going forward. How he's much? independent. He's self-financed. So if the money people turn on him, it doesn't matter. How much do you think actually is the the the, the problem of being a billionaire? The way he responded to that stuff. Because every time you're ever even kind of challenged over your entire life, people always back down when you come up with that answer. So you convince yourself, my responses always just devastate people. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's funny. Right. And you do go in a little flabby, no doubt, because of that. On the other hand, the whole pitching class envy constantly, I find distasteful and, and dumb, and it's an ugly sort of politics. So that was the only sympathy I had for Bloomberg. But he came off as the smirking id of America's elites. Who will treat women the way I want to treat women. Right. And and he did a poor job of carrying that. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just he did a poor job of everything. Whether he gets his act together or not, I suppose we'll find out. I didn't see anybody who thought he did a good job. Or I don't think I saw anybody who didn't think it was a disaster for him a lot. Last night. Whoops. 